Today I'd like to talk to you about buying property safely abroad and also about buying a franchise, worldwide property franchise. Welcome to Profile 3 TV, where we're broadcasting live from the Innovation Factory again today. And I'm joined by Drew Beckett from Beckett Hanlon, and he's going to talk to us about a very interesting business model and uh, investment in property. Uh, so, Drew, thank you for joining us today. Really, really appreciate you coming in and uh, uh, telling us a little bit about your story. So, uh, I'll let you actually introduce yourself to, to okay. the audience. Well, my name is Drew Packett. I'm the founder and CEO of Packett Handling Worldwide Property Franchise. Uh, we're a company that sells property internationally, uh, and we, our slogan for our company is actually banks property safely abroad. So I want to get that yeah. right out there that we sell property safely abroad. Very good. And we come back to the, the safely part for sure. Uh, it's interesting that you hi highlight that point. And um, so you, you've a franchise model today and it's international property. So tell us a little bit about your, your history. How, how have you arrived at, uh, back at Hanlon today? Okay, well, my background is actually financial services. And I work for two, three different insurance companies. Mm -hmm. The last one being Zurich Insurance Company. I was the president of sales there and uh, was quite successful there. And uh, I've never ever been employed. I've always been self-employed. Even with Zurich, I was self-employed. Mm -hmm. So at the age of 55, 56, I retired from Zurich, mm -hmm. sold my business back to Zurich. Uh, previously, my wife and I bought a villa in Spain a couple of years previously and the intentions was to go and live there but truthfully after three months I got totally bored and uh, there was a chap lived above me who was actually in real estate and he come down one evening to the house and said Drew I think you could sell international property I says look I, I know nothing about it so to cut a long story short I did start to sell international property and I did quite well at that uh, so for seven eight years myself I sold property at all uh, price points from a hundred thousand to a million, even more, uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. Then my daughter Linda, uh, who lives in London, she said, "Dad, you're going to get bored again because uh, you've done what you've done. Why not teach people to do what you do? I mean, you've had thirty years of experience in selling, in financial matters, and in property. So why not start a franchise?" I says, "Linda, I don't know anything about franchising." So when you don't know anything, you employ people who do know. And I got a couple of people, very, very good people, to build the franchise. Now that took a little longer than I thought, like everything. When you're starting a business, you think it's going to go quickly. It took 15 months to get that franchise up and running legally and every other way. So in 15 months, I was basically selling some property myself, but really trying to work out the franchise. Then the role for franchisor, which I would be, mm -hmm. is to recruit people to buy your franchise. The franchise is actually no different than any other one. It's just like McDonald's. Nobody actually buys a franchise. You're granted a license. Wow. So that started, uh, and we really started to work at the franchise. But it took four to five years to really start to build this. I mean, I think in the first year we had one franchise partner. And my wife said to me, do you think this is going to work? I said, yes, it'll work. It just takes a bit of time. So the one thing I've learned, and I'm 70 years of age, so I realise that uh, time, you can't put a price on time. You just have to work at it. And the partners that I recruit are normally between the ages of 47 to 70. Wow. Now, why would that be? 
Well, I think it's, it's like law of attraction. People attract similar people. Uh, these are people who are in business who may be a little bit bored like I was in Spain uh, and they may be in business, they've sold a business, but they want to keep their hand in, they want to keep their mind working. So we've recruited 19 people to date, which I'm very happy with. Hopefully we're going to have our 20th one before year end. Uh, and we've recruited a 26 year old, now that's unusual, from Dublin. I may add that we have people in Dublin, the Republic of Ireland, we have people in Northern Ireland, we have people in the UK. We've also got three officers that we use, one in Belfast, one in Dublin, and one in actually in Manchester. Oh. So that's really the building from my experience in financial services right into property. But truthfully, I never thought I'd be able to do this. But I realized one thing that I had got. I speak to people in my past life about financial matters and try to help them with that. In franchising and selling international property, I help the people, my partners help them find the dream home that they're looking for, but making sure that it's bought safely. Yeah, yeah. and I, I understand that safe and safe purchasing is very, very important to you. And I can imagine, again, back to your background, yes. why it's so important that uh, for 30 years or more, you've been practicing and uh, I guess in highly regulated industries. Correct. And you've carried those uh, habits through to what you do now which is amazing to see so I guess today we're going to focus on how you buy property abroad uh, uh, safely and the franchise model as well if that's okay so very very interesting uh, it's incredible that you have achieved everything you have and actually taken a franchise a totally new system again and grown it to almost 20 people how how did you grow the franchise from 1 to 20 what what is the attraction with your franchise? Uh, I think the attraction initially, initially was, it was actually word of mouth. People that I knew, mm -hmm. and they said, Drew, what are you doing? And I said, well, I built a franchise. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, what's that about? And like, at heart, I'm a salesman. That, that's really what I am. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. So I speak to people that I have obviously known. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started to put a little bit more money into the franchise and started to advertise in franchise magazines and uh, websites at uh, Franchise Locals One and Franchise Direct IE down south and people are attracted by that uh, and they see that they can get a very good income if they're good at what they do but let me add this is not for everyone no of course yeah, yeah. you have to want to do it yes and and be driven because at the end of the day you drive your own business no correct one else does it for you that's no right. matter how much help you get that's uh, you exactly still have right. to do the work Amazing. So, so obviously referral and your, your network was very important. So you actually stepped out and did some online advertising as well or advertising in, in magazines. And did that work? In, in it did. The magazines, truthfully, was not as good for me. Wow. Uh, I'm not sure about, about paper today, yeah. about people reading things. Mm -hmm. I think the internet and the, the websites has taken care of everything. It's changed uh, everything. Yeah. But I would have really sat down actually with my wife and said, you know, where she would be advertising and she has a lot of common sense. She says, well, advertise where people are looking to buy a franchise. They're not wanting to buy a car, so don't put it in where people are buying a car. And it was very simple logic. Yeah. So when I started to use the franchise portals, people started to look at ourselves. Uh, and we do get quite a lot of leads. Now, I may add, Southern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, is very, very thriving at the minute, and it's very good for us. 70% mm -hmm. of my 19 would be from Southern Ireland. 
Amazing. And that's a lesson for all of us, actually. Every person, I think so. Yeah, in the north, we need to be looking to <laughs> export markets. Exactly. Amazing. And I think that's where it's been. And I can see, personally, us having 50 people in the Republic of Ireland. Amazing. So everyone get down to the Republic and uh, the mainland as well. So export it is, and that's brilliant. So sales has been your life. Uh, yes, that's correct. Even through to the day, is, is sales skills something that's important uh, to have? Very important. Uh, I mean, when I started selling, it's like everything, you think you know everything, and the person that teaches you, you think you're even better than them. Yeah. So we have three little words in the back at hand in the training course. Mm -hmm. One is you have to listen and learn before you earn. Very good, yes. So listen, learn before you earn. Very good. And I've worked with a lot of very, very good people in the financial world, top guys who have taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so. You know, I've, I, it's not all about me, it's about what I've learned from other people and I take. There's nothing really new. I understand, amazing. And can you teach someone to sell? I can help people to sell. Amazing. What I cannot do, I can't make them get out to work. So this is very good and, and uh, it's all, all very related and, and sharing some information. So we would know people who are, not, not, we would know people, not talking about anyone in particular, but um, we all need to sell. Yeah. Uh, and we all are okay at selling, but sometimes we don't like going out and selling, and that uh, is, a, is a tough thing to, to actually get your head around. Sometimes, no matter what business you have, you have to be a salesperson. Correct. Amazing, amazing. I mean, and what I would say to anybody who's wanting to get into selling, realize one thing, you're not meant to sell everybody. So once you realize you're not meant to sell everybody, you don't get depressed. You don't think you're a failure. Yes, very good. But we have another saying in our training, I may mean, well add it in, uh, today is that your attitude determines your altitude. I like people who have got the right attitude. I mean, we recruit people who never have sold a property in their life. Now, in case some estate agent sees this, I don't mean it for everyone, but normally we don't recruit estate agents because our, our, our model is a very proactive model, not reactive. So it's really to be driven but caring. Mm -hmm. uh, do to people what you'd want them to do to you. Don't, do, yeah. don't try to be crooked or don't do anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. Uh, have good credibility mm -hmm. and recommendation, because, because I'm an older man, I've lived always by recommendation because we didn't have Facebook, yes. the website. I didn't have any of those in those days. So yeah. I teach my skill, but we have other people in the company who teach the other skills. So all is needed. Amazing. That's and, a, it's uh, a mix. It's, it's a mix. mix. It's a it's a real mix. So you can't live just with the, the new online. No, you can't. Don't rely on nothing. Yeah. Is the secret amazing? I get loads of tips here today. So don't sell everyone. With brilliant. So that's actually that's probably every time you go out and you're meeting new people, you're thinking, okay, I need to come home with a sale here. But actually, you don't. You just need to have uh, relationships. And what you need to come home with is recommendations from the person wow. who bought or didn't buy. Amazing. Because that's where you go tomorrow. Excellent, and that's so it's down to relationships then. Correct. Without a doubt. Amazing. And attitude, and I, I really picked up on, on what you're saying around the team that you build and the franchisees that you look for, you're looking for their attitude. Correct. Right? Incredible. The same, uh, we do the exact same here, it's attitude more than anything. It's, it's paramount. Mm, amazing. So you've went now, so how, how many years is the franchise? Uh, well, it took 15 months to get the legalities correct, yeah. which I thought was going to take about five. I think that was very short, to be honest. So, <laughs> so uh, the, the company's going about six years in total, yes. really, 
getting down to recruiting and, and building the company. Incredible. And do you mind, again, back to, uh, I know you'll have put a lot of thought and detail around this, but actually setting up the franchise itself then. So you, so it took 15 months. What What is in that process that you've, you've like, again, if I was to invest in a franchise, in your franchise, what am I getting? In the, what's the 15 months and okay. what's the whole package? What's the support? Right. The, well, the support is there's lots of things, if I can remember some of them. <laughs> You always get myself, which is one of them, maybe. That's maybe a, a help. Uh, our website mm -hmm. is always your website. So the properties, vetting the properties, no franchise partner goes to vet the properties. And this is a good point, I'm glad you've asked me, mm -hmm. because the safety thing yeah. is we have developers. I actually don't go after developers to ask them to sell. They come to us and they would say, let's take one in Spain, Juan Carlos. Mm -hmm. He say, Drew, I've sent you a video, we've just built beautiful properties, we want you to sell this. Now, a younger person, not as experienced, would say, great, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. We don't do that. I employ lawyer, a lawyer, a very good lawyer in London, who vets all the properties, because there's three things about buying safely. Mm -hmm. The safest thing you can get as a client buying a property is, when you put money down as a deposit, that there's a bank guarantee. That is why people lost money years ago, because there was no bank guarantees. Right. In fact, there's very, very few good developers. There's lots of developers, but there's very few good ones. And we just deal with the good ones. We have a 10-point plan, which I think one day I came up with the idea. I'm a great guy with a blank page and a piece of paper and a pen, and I start to think and whatever comes out of my head, I write down. So that's just a tip I've learned years ago. Mm -hmm. And we put 10 points together. I give it to my lawyer. So every developer is asked the same questions. Show me identification of the planning. Is the habitation license through yet? Have you got bank guarantees? Let me see your bank account. Mm -hmm. Let me see the quality of build. I mean, that's about four or five. There's many more. There's about five, six more. So once that comes back to my lawyer, then, and only then, do I jump on the plane, fly to Portugal, fly to Florida, wherever to go to, look at the, the developer, look at the, the developments, and do the deal for the franchise. So that's the biggest part that we give to a franchise partner, that all the properties are well vetted on what they do. And also, after being trained, we take them out for three to four days themselves to see the developments. Because it's not just about buying a property, it's about the area. When you're talking, if I was talking to you about buying a property, you would ask me, well, is there any activity near the, the property? Mm -hmm. Is there a hospital, for example? Is there nightlife? Is there a nice restaurant? Yeah. When my developer goes, or my partner goes out to see that, then he can come back and speak to the client with confidence and knowing what he's talking about. Excellent. And Again, you mentioned bank guarantees, so, and I believe I read that um, some um, people actually that were or had a bank guarantee actually got money back then when things went wrong. Correct. So that, that is the that is the, That would be, in my opinion, mm -hmm. one of the safest things to have if you're buying a property abroad. And these people who lost money, I feel for them, I empathise, because mm -hmm. they've saved money, they've maybe got their pension, to, and now they've lost money because somebody thought they could build, run out of money, and went bust. Yeah, and that's buyer beware as ever. Get good advice and make sure you're going with experts Correct. every time. Uh, excellent. And then we're talking about your 
your franchise so someone does invest in a, in a franchise um, so you've obviously set this up as as a, a system that they invest in so what happens if I invest in the franchise what what happens then is there training um, there's training well there obviously initial training mm -hmm. is five days Brilliant. but there's ongoing training to be training every month I mean a different product could come out of different development but it's really the the selling skills that I would work most on mm -hmm. with my partners the other people would work on the developments, explaining more about the developments. Uh, because you could have as many properties, I mean, we have something like 72 developments. Uh, you could have 172 and somebody not doing well. So it's not the properties the problem. It's working with the client. Why would, why does somebody not buy from that man? Yes. What does he lack in? It could be introducing himself, it could be closing, it could be explaining. I mean, if a client doesn't understand what you're saying, you're trying to sell him something. And that's what you don't want to do. Uh, a man who worked for Zurich, mm -hmm. very, very good man called Keith Baldwin, used to say to me, Drew, stop selling and let the client buy. Wow, amazing, yeah? You close your mouth and just let the, the client take over. Yeah, you let them talk. Very good, interesting. So that would be part of the training. Yeah, excellent. So you actually would spend a lot of time then, or some time uh, investing in the skills of the franchisees? I do indeed. Franchise. I spend a lot of time and also. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, mm. but when there's somebody who's really special that you feel is going to be really, really good, yeah. uh, what I would do, I would introduce them to other people because I know a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who yeah. they, they would get a little bit of a advice from them because yep. they'd be fed up listening to me every day, <laughs> so they go to somebody else. And that happened to me in Zurich. I mean, you may or may not have heard of this guy, but I remember being introduced to a guy called Zig Ziglar. Course. 20 years ago Amazing. in America on TV wow. and uh, I spent about one hour with him. I don't know what it cost the company to yeah. let me talk to him but the following year I increased my business by over 40%. Incredible. He had a great saying, it's going to be funny now, yeah. he looked at me and he says, you remind me of a parachute. I says, Zig, what do you mean? He says, well until I pull that string and that string your mind doesn't open. Very Amazing. And I teach everybody that. That's what I'm pretty good at. Amazing. Getting the best out of somebody. Yeah, and that's it. That we have the tools and we have the everything, but we don't know which buttons to press and how to do it. That's Correct. the problem. We need, to, we need to be guided. He helped me. Incredible. So everyone has a coach, everyone has a mentor. We all learn. It's uh, uh, very interesting to see. And then in, in the franchise model, what made you think of a franchise model? It's very thick. It's unusual in the property, is it, or is it? Uh, well, there's big franchise models like Remax, they're, they're massive, but uh, really over here there's not many. Our competition's not that great, thank goodness, yet. Uh, but the franchise model was nothing to do with me, it was my daughter, Linda. She said, Dad, build a franchise, teach people. She was basically saying, teach people what you, were, what you can do. And the, the franchise, they tell me, I've read about it, there's a greater chance of success in a franchise model than trying to start something yourself. Course, because yeah. we believe we have got the tools in a box and it's uh, up to the person to take the tool out as they need that yeah. to do the job. Uh, obviously there's people who succeed, there's people who do really, really well, like any industry. Uh, as you said earlier, uh, can you teach people to sell? I can help them but I can't get them to work. Yeah, that's they have to want to do it. Yeah. That's the greatest need I look for. Yeah. Do you really want to do this? Yeah. It's not your 10,000. Do you want to do it? Because you know, back at Hamlin will never succeed unless our partners are, su are successful. Yeah. Their success is ours. Mm -hmm. So there's no sense in having 50 people doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
totally agree. Yeah, I understand, and people people would buy in and then think they're going to do it, and then not. Correct. So you, do you actually vet the the applications then? We we vet the applications, and one thing that I'm just bringing back years of experience, uh, and people laugh at me when I say to them. I mean, these are men of fifty years of age. At the second interview, I want you to bring your wife along with you. Or if it's a girl, I want to bring your husband along with you. Amazing. Or if it's a single guy, I want you to bring your mother or your father along with you. But why, Drew? Why, why do you want to do that? And I have one very simple answer. You may like me, but I know you love your wife, and I know love will always win. Uh, very good, very good. Okay. I want to find out how your wife feels about this, yes. because you'll be seeing her more days than you'll see me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a thing was taught yeah. years ago to me, and I've recruited everybody to date with seeing their partner, whatever partner that would be. So very good, and I, I actually stand over that because my wife joined me in this business. So is that correct? Exactly. Right. So I actually appreciate how important that is. Very important. Otherwise, uh, I would never uh, be able to go home and explain what we're doing and how the problems we've that's right. or bad day. Correct. She actually understands. So uh, I, it's a, that's a very, very, very important uh, uh, move, and I can understand why you've done that. You have um, mentioned that people are between 47 and 70 and you've got one person who's 26, so a really broad range. Of it is, and it's not as if I don't want people at 26 or 30, you know, uh, but it just seems to be that's the type of person that recruits. What, what we are looking for, because we have one lady, and I remember in the days of Zurich, our top salesperson was a lady. Yes. Women are better at selling than men, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Women are trusted more than men. Yes. Psychology tells you that. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm trying to get ladies, females into the company as well, but I mean, they have to apply and then take a look to see what, they're, what they do. Very good. And, and the franchise model, um, you mentioned it's, a easier, it's an easier thing for people to do. As if you want to start your own business, yeah. franchising can be easier. Um, is that something you would advise people to do if they've, they've got itchy feet and want to go out on their own and do something by themselves? Well, uh, everybody's different, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, if somebody knows how to do something, uh, I mean, Warren Buffett says, and he would be a great, yeah. I read a lot about Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett says, if you don't know what you're doing, don't start. Very good. Many people try things, there's nothing wrong with trying, mm -hmm. but if you know somebody who knows a little bit more about it than you, and can teach you, and by the way, I want people to be better than me, not yeah. the same. You try to find the person who's better. And realize a franchise, they're building a franchise for themselves. Yeah. It's taking ownership. That's the guys who will, and the ladies who will really make it, that take ownership. Beckett Hamlin's only the brand. Now, we're not a McDonald's brand, but we're a brand. But once that person realizes, this is my franchise, I own this, you will see people say, I'm going to really work this now. If they think they're working for me, they shouldn't have bought it. They're not working for me, they're working with me. Very good. Very, very interesting. And was the franchise model a good decision? Was it the right way to go? I think so. Amazing. Thank, thank God. Yeah, thank and, God. And your, your daughter is good advice. My daughter is more than likely one of the smartest ladies I know. That's amazing. So, and, and she's brought you through that. So, what's next? What's the next couple of years look like for the franchise then? Well, the next couple of years, I, I hope and pray my health is good. Yes. I, I keep uh, fine. Uh, I don't put everything into work, mm -hmm. 
because sometimes you become a workaholic yes. and I've been down that road many times. There's more things to than work. I've got seven grandchildren, so I have to give time for them. I've got two two sons and a daughter. I have to give time to them. Uh, but they're all behind me. If you can get people that are behind you, you can move mountains. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. you, uh, but you have to want to do what you do. And I mean, there's a guy called, uh, I've, just his Christian name, I forget, but his surname Sink. And he says, uh, why? Yes. It's the why question. Why are you here, Trevor? Yes. Why are you sitting with me? Why do you want to buy a franchise? If them whys are answered correctly, there's a greater decision. And the better decisions made then. Fair. Not why I'm here. Yeah. Why do you want to buy it? Forget about me. Why do you want it? Very good. I know the first you're talking about. I think it's Simon. But Simon Sink is, is it correct. <laughs> I, I like, I, I think he's very, very yeah, good. Very good, yeah. Loads of videos all over YouTube. On, he on, has indeed. Yeah, so very good. So, if there was a business owner who's already, uh, actually, we, we, three things, three three more questions. Uh, one about property, actually, before we get there. Properly, where, whereabouts do you specialise in? We've mentioned Spain, is there other companies? Yeah, yeah we do. We uh, sell property in Spain, Portugal, France, Switzerland wow. and Florida. Wow. Now, statistics, because I live by statistics, mm -hmm. really, but I keep telling my partners, try to make statistics motivational, not boring. You're not an accountant. Yeah. Make them motivational. Interesting. Yeah. Statistics are good. You live by statistics. Today, I would still say Spain is the country that people look for, especially UK. In Southern Ireland, believe it or not, it may be more Portugal. Wow. We have found it's more in Portugal right, than Spain. Yeah. Uh, France, there's people, but I mean, you have to like skiing and things like that. Uh, and by the way, we only sell new property, just to let you know. We don't sell repossessions oh. or we don't sell secondhand property. Wow. It's all new development. Off plan. Yeah. And the reason, well, some of it's built, okay. but if it's off plan, that's fine. Mm -hmm. The reason why we do that is because I can't vet a second hand property. I know there's properties living in Spain that don't even have a habitation license and they've been living in it for 20 years. That's fine until you try to sell it. Yeah. And then you have to pay back all the taxes, all the things you should have done originally. Wow. And it may not have been the client's fault, it may have been the developer's fault. Yeah. I understand. Incredible, so cool. And Switzerland as well. Yes, they are skiing. They're 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 beautiful properties. Uh, actually, before I came here today, I got a phone call from a developer in Portugal, and he says, "Drew, uh, we've got beautiful properties to sell." I says, "Well, how many is this?" He says, "There's 28." I says, "Well, what's the price point?" He says, "Well, now they're 2.6 up to 6.8 million." Wow. I says, "Well, I'm not sure if we've got clients for them, but it would be good maybe to that." somebody see one of them at least. There's all different price points. But the average price, mm -hmm. if you're asking me for back at Holland, yeah. our average price is two hundred thousand euros. Okay. Okay. So But when I started the franchise, because mm -hmm. you asked me back then mm -hmm. when you started, I did a survey in Belfast yeah. myself. Yeah. Stopped lots of people and asked them one question. Would you buy a property abroad? Now out of 100%, I would say 76, 77% said yes. But what they did say was, well, I would, but I know somebody lost money. Wow. And you will always get that said to you, because that's fact. Yeah, of course. And they went down and they lost their property. Mm -hmm. So today, statistics tell me that Spain's number one. Portugal would be number two, close with France. Yes. 
close with France. Uh, Florida is great, but it's just further away. It's like six hours away. Incredible, yeah, of course. So people are buying for solar skiing. Correct, that's it. Is is property still a, as good an investment as it used to be? Or we all have this thing, property is an amazing investment. Correct, yeah. Well, if you looked at our website, we have two different types of property. We have investment property and we have lifestyle property. If you wanted to buy a property, a villa in Spain, I will never talk to you about investment because you're not buying it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. The reason you're buying it for is for lifestyle. If you're asking me about an investment property, that doesn't mean you can't make money in your property mm -hmm. in Spain, but I can't tell you what it's going to make. But if you're looking at an investment property, for example, we're in Belfast today. Mm -hmm. uh, we sell the George Best Hotel. That's one of our properties, oh. our hotel. <laughs> we're going to be selling the, the courthouse, <sighs> a new development of course, yeah, is coming up. Still... That's totally investment. Yes. Nothing to do with living in it, mm -hmm. staying in it. So always realize when you're buying property, why are you buying it? Is it for investment or is it for lifestyle? Mm -hmm. If it's for investment, you more likely should not look at buying a property abroad lifestyle-wise. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get it rented and make money, but it's you're buying it for the wrong reason. I understand. Very good. So have a very clear understanding why you want the property and then Correct. you'll get the right one. Very good. And... If there was any business owners, we'd have business owners, marketing managers, directors who um, would watch this. If they, it's very interesting again from my side that you um, went on a franchise model. If they were considering franchise models for their business, what, what would you say to them? Is, is it a good model? What to watch out for? Is there any tips or advice you could share? Uh, well, a couple of things I would say is don't think it's going to grow overnight because it doesn't. Like I'm sure all business owners will tell you. Uh, number two, make sure that you you have bought into what you're doing, a hundred percent, and always try to give more than the person expects. That was taught by my mother. Says Drew, you never lose by giving. Yes. So if a client is buys a property, gets buys a property from you, give them a little bit extra, never money, a gift, whatever. And. If you're recruiting people, always make sure you try to do your best for them. You, everybody will not succeed in franchising, just like any other company, but there's a greater opportunity and a greater chance, and there's great rewards from selling international property. Amazing, excellent. And you've obviously had a wealth of experience your whole life and all these mentors and people that you've met and been influenced by. Have you any, everyone watching is a salesperson? or wants to be, or has to be a salesperson. So would you have any sales tips that you would uh, be good enough to share uh, with our audience? Well, I'm not saying I'm a great salesperson, but I certainly can sell. You have to be doing it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. Normally, it's not for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I started in financial services, I had a diary, because we didn't have computers then, and I had a photograph of my wife and my three children. And when I opened the diary, the first thing I looked at was why I'm doing this. Yeah. That was the greatest tip I could give to anybody. If you get the real reason why you want to do something, there's a greater chance of you succeeding. I did it for my family. And I think every franchise partner, if they're married, have got kids, should be doing it for their family. That's why they work. That's why they get out of bed in the morning. I never, ever get bored doing what I do. I love it. I find it, I don't even see it like a job. Yes. I'll be truthful. Yeah. I love it. And hopefully I have many, many more years to do this. Of course, of course, for sure. 
So if anyone's watching this and would like to connect with you, uh, find out more about uh, your buying a property abroad, or even find out about the franchise model itself, how uh, can well they can go on the website, which the website is www.packethandling.com or packethandlingfranchise.com. Excellent, excellent. Again, thank you very much for your time today and sharing your wisdom with us. And it's been very interesting to understand how to buy property abroad safely and uh, actually about the franchise model and the opportunities uh, there, the, the coaching and support. If anyone was tempted to um, actually start up their own franchise with yourselves. So it was really, really interesting to find out about that and actually get some tips on selling and some, some amazing uh, advice as we went through that. So thank you again for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.